What's Up Whittier? Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Hey guys, producer Christine here with this week's community corkboard announcements. Every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., we have the Uptown Whittier Farmer's Market located on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. So just in case you are not subscribed to the Whittier Uptown Association newsletter, you should definitely get on that because I'm going to read the events from that email. So you can go to whittieruptown.org and subscribe today. Save the date. April 6th, the Whittier Uptown Association is having their annual Art and Antique Spring Fair from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. I believe it's going to be down Philadelphia. It's always a great thing to come out and you can always meet all these wonderful people who really put time into all these crafted artisanal pieces. So it's definitely fun. You guys should go. And if you are interested in being a vendor, the deadline is March 8th. So again, visit WhittierUptown.org for more information on that. This Thursday, January 31st, the Whittier Chamber presents Sweet Success Business Expo 2019 at the Whittier Community Center, 7630 Washington Avenue. Come on down to meet some wonderful business owners and get to know your community better. There will be free food. There will be tons of free marketing swag. It will be great. Just trust me. Come on out and we'll see you there. On Saturday, February 2nd, enjoy coffee with the Congresswoman. Congresswoman Linda Sanchez will be at La Monarca Bakery, 6001 Rosemead Boulevard, Pico Rivera, 90660, again on Saturday, February 2nd from 9.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. So just make sure when you go, tell her you loved her podcast episode and you can't wait for her to do the next one. Friday, February 8th at 5.30 p.m., join Seroptimus International Whittier Dreamliner for their Aloha Cruise Fundraiser. Sir Optimus International Whittier is a great organization here. You'll learn a little bit more um, when their episode comes up to discuss their cruise. Just make sure to go to their website, siwhittier.org, to purchase your ticket today. On Saturday, February 9th, from 1230 to 4 p.m., join Bridge of Faith, a wonderful nonprofit here in the city of Whittier, for Quarter Mania. What is Quarter Mania? It's a cross between an auction, a raffle, and bingo, with each bid between one to four quarters only. You could win prizes for as little as one quarter. And I'm just telling you, not only is Bridge of Faith a great organization that helps, you know, um, young foster youth that just come out of the system kind of get their bearings in adjusting to adult life, but it's also a lot of fun. I, I did the last one that was at Sage, and I won two manicures, um, little stickers. They're super adorable, and honestly, it cost me 50 cents. You can go online to Eventbrite. We'll put the ticket link in the bio. You can go to Eventbrite, buy your ticket online, and yeah, it'll be great. Just $10 to get in. So again, this is a great organization, Bridge of Faith. Let's all support them. And I hope to see you there Saturday, February 9th at the Roadhouse from 1230 to 4. Wednesday, February 13th, join the Art Stroll Uptown for their Valentine pop-up Art and Boutique. So it's hosted inside of Sage. Head on down to Sage and you'll be able to enjoy seeing beautiful art. You know, not only do people create art, right, but they also create jewelry and a lot of fun little trinkets to have and just to appreciate. So grab your sweetheart, get on out, uh, go get some dinner on February 13th because you know all the couples are going to be out on the 14th. And also, if you don't have a significant other, get your gal pal. That's Galentine's Day. So head on to the Valentine pop-up in Uptown Whittier on February 13th. 
Homeowners, did you know that as of January 2017, you can now add a second unit on your property? You can rent the smaller second unit while you live in your primary home. When you outgrow your primary home, run out the home and move into the smaller second unit. J2 Architects will be holding two upcoming workshops on second units. Call or text 562-522-0056 if you'd like more information. The two workshops on second units will be on February 16th and March 2nd in Uptown Whittier. Again, just call or text 562-522-0056 to RSVP your spot today and you'll also receive other information Um, you know, just about what's upcoming and also the address for where the workshop will be held. All right, everybody, that's all I have for you this week in the community corkboard announcements. If you'd like to send us any more information, uh, email us at communitycorkboard at whatsupwhittier.com or you can just email me, producer Christine, I see it anyway, christine at whatsupwhittier.com. You can follow me and all of my social media stuff. Um, I have a Facebook page you could like, Christine Singer Luna. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at The Singing Moon, or you can just check out my website if you need a notary, christinesingerluna.com. And again, if you need a notary, just let me know. I am here for your notarial needs. And we also have two other professionals who are part of the What's Up Whittier team. In his free time, Jesse is an architect. So follow Jesse from J2 Architects. Like I mentioned earlier, be sure you visit his workshops. Um, check out all of his social media. Go to j2architects.com. You can go to Facebook and Instagram at j2architects. And don't forget to follow Remo the Realtor. Remo is a local realtor, and you can follow him at Remo the Realtor everything. Go to remotherealtor.com. You know, join, get his, like, weekly email. That's always really fun. And join his Facebook group. You know, Remo is a marketing maven. So, you know, you can find him all over the internet if you Google his name. And also, don't forget to subscribe to What's Up Whittier, the podcast. If you have friends that live in Whittier or they don't live in Whittier, but you want them to know how great this town is, tell them to listen to the podcast and to subscribe. Thank you so much for hitting that subscribe button right now. I know that's what you just did. And thank you so much for downloading this podcast episode and for listening to us. So I think that's all I have for you this week. Alrighty, take it away, Jesse and Remo. What's up, Whittier? Dun, da, da, da. Remo, Remo. Nice to see. How's it going? It's going. Haven't seen you in a while. Yes, the weather's nice. Oh, man, We've got awesome. a lot of uh, days of rain. That's right. We were dodging. We were doing some home repairs, and so the rain kind of got us right in the where it shouldn't have got us, but we survived. But you got to you took care of it. We did. We were. Uh, I was shoveling mud for a day. <laughs> so shoveling mud off your shoes. My shoes uh, all went in the washer. I'll tell you one invention, and, and this is just being a single guy moving over to being a married guy. Once now that my shoes got dirty and covered in mud, like three, four pairs, I would think oh, I'll maybe throw them away or rinse them. Eva puts them in the washer, and they come out so Running. new. <laughs> it's like I'm never going to buy shoes again. No, what she doesn't it. tell you is that she goes and buys you the same identical well, shoes. and she's just <laughs> It's the best deal in town. So for any single guys out there that were in my shoes, literally just wash them. Throw them in the washer, no, and works, you're going to get new shoes. So. That's right. That's right. right. Talk about home renovations. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if you've heard. Um, so I'm working on putting together a little event 
um, on uh, accessory dwelling units. Shameless plug. Go ahead, Jesse. No, no I'm, <laughs> just I'm just. I want to see if you know and if, yeah. if anybody's heard. I mean, or if people are interested. Um, so uh, now, again, beginning of the year, last year, 2017, mm-hmm. uh, 2018, sorry, um, there was a state law that was passed where you could add on a second unit on your existing R1 single-family zone. Um, so what that means for you as a property owner is that you can now have a legal second unit that you can rent out, uh, whether it's family, uh, kids. You know, you know now nowadays the whole Gen X where you know parents are bringing back their elderly kids or older kids and vice versa um so now you could do that and then by the time they're ready to move on now you have a, a an additional second unit that you can rent and make additional income so now you don't have that burden of of a large mortgage so correct did you know about that uh, i did we talk about it uh here and there and i know we talked about maybe doing a workshop to educate people on that that idea but it's for those people that are out there listening you spend what maybe eighty hundred thousand dollars. You build this additional unit. If you decide to rent it, whatever that mortgage would be, you would. If it's four hundred dollar mortgage, you would make probably about a thousand bucks a month. So that's about yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the numbers uh, pencil out really well. So, anyways, the reason I'm bringing it up is just again, uh, we're working on trying to put something together. And anybody out there who's interested in participating in this workshop or wants to learn a little bit more about it, uh, you know, check in, give me a call, or, or you could uh, you know, send me an email, and we could help you out with uh, additional information on that. So, okay. so if you're looking to add a unit, you got your guy here. Yeah. There you go. Just move up, move out, just sell your house. No, or if you're looking, to, <laughs> you're looking to buy or sell, call Remo. Call All me right. first, though. Jesse, <laughs> we have a special guest. We have an icon in our area, in the uptown area. Talk about personalities uh, and, and uh, you know, of people who are known here in the uptown area. I know we've tried getting you on before, and obviously scheduling-wise, it's never kind of happened. But with everything that you got going on, I mean, it's it just, it was about time, right? Um, so with that said, who do we have, Remo? Marilyn, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Marilyn, um, I guess tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and then uh, a little bit about your business. Okay. Well, for those for those <laughs> that don't know the, you. The, for those that don't know me. Uh, well, my, my I'm Marilyn Brenniger. I'm, I'm the uh, owner of Port Bain, uh in Uptown Whittier, a uh, 22-year business. Started in uh, September of 1996, and we're still going strong. Um so I started that business 22 years ago. I am an ex-banker, so I uh, worked for a bank for almost 20 years. And um, with the um, merger acquisitions, which many banks were doing, uh, my husband and I were both laid off, and we both ended up finding different career paths. So uh, I ended up uh, on unemployment for a while, and then um, I decided to uh, take my severance package money that I received and unemployment and uh, open up a small business and uh, start to do something for myself without having to go work uh, again in the corporate world. Um, I really wasn't uh, anxious to go work for a different bank after working for one organization for almost 20 years. So uh, I decided at that time then just to to open a small business. I always had a desire to 
for some reason in my travels with the bank, uh, going to many different cities, having time off in the evening to go shopping. And I always admired going into different stores and little boutiques and places that sold uh, body care and candles and and uh, soaps and, and things that just made you smell pretty and feel good about yourself. So I think that's how the, I, the idea was sparked uh, some time ago. And um, I decided to sit down and figure it out. Um, so I found my little location on Greenleaf and um, well, it's not a very it's not little, little location. It's not little. <laughs> it's a pretty big location. I have a 2,600 square foot store. Uh, I started out probably, um, it, you know, very skeleton looking. Um, I'm sure most of the community said, yeah, this, this store will only be here about six months and it'll be gone. But I think uh, after 22 years, I've, um, I've made a, a statement. Um, the store is awesome. You know, I have um, awesome products, awesome staff, um, awesome customers who have been supporting my business for, for 22 years and literally the city of Whittier um, and outside uh, uh, communities uh, come and shop, you know, and, and shop seasonally and, and every day they can get up here. If you had to describe Port Bain, like what, what would, I mean, can you describe what kind of products and, and what it is that you have? Yeah, well, Port Bain originally is a French name. It's for the bath. Um, it was a name that um, I kind of toyed around with um, 22 years ago. I was trying to come up with a really catchy name for the store. Mm-hmm. And um, a few friends of ours, we sat around and, you know, came up with this name. So I uh, started branding that name. Um, I used a bathtub. Um, had my own artwork done and everything to kind of capture that, uh, you know, image of the store. And uh, it was kind of a French country theme that I wanted to decorate with. I did mostly pine uh, floor and uh, mostly French country decorations Mm -hmm. inside. And, um, you know, since started catering and bringing in products um, for the entire family, Um, so children, men, women, uh, body care for everybody so that you could come in and buy a gift for a child or uh, if they needed a bubble bath or a, bu- a bubble bath for a lady or a gift for a man. So I wanted to make sure that I had products for everybody, every gender in the family and, and make it a family uh, type of business. Mm-hmm. So evolved from that. And um, now it's a little bit different climate 22 years later. Um, it business is still awesome, but we also have those struggles with online business too. And so it's a little bit different. We have to be unique and, um, quite creative, I guess, today to make it uh, a place that people want to come and check out uh, those people that still like to shop. They still like to touch and feel and smell and rub it on versus um, buying it online. Um, but it, it happens, you know. You'll have the person who comes in one time and makes the first purchase, and then you may never see them again because now I can, they can buy it online, yeah. and it's a little easier for them to shop. So there's a need for online. I, I think, you know, for me, when it first started years ago, I thought great for shut-ins, people that are handicapped. Um, awesome. You know, they can call and have it delivered and they get the things that they need. Um, I, I feel sad. You know, it's sad for me to see that um, more and more of it's going leaning in that direction. I mean, 
I even have to buy things online myself. I don't like to because <laughs> I have a small business and yeah, yeah. I would much rather support a small business uh, to buy it. But there are things that you just simply can't find. Yeah. And there's no, there's, those businesses are no longer uh, available to go shop. Yeah. So, um, so that's a little bit of how it evolved. Um, 22 years of you know being on uh, Greenleaf, beautiful city. Love this community. Lived here. I live here, um, and it has a lot to offer. It's it's a really unique place, and in the middle of this nice little town, and you know, it's still very. Um, down, you know, it's just down to earth and very mainstream Clean. USA still, you know, and it hasn't been taken over by too many big box type of businesses, at least at this point. Yeah. You know, now, where we're now at. you started by saying it, it started off as a skeleton. Now there's a lot of things in there. Yeah. Can you maybe share what someone, if they walk through the store, what, what kind of products are they? Because, again, the, me, at one point being a single guy, um, I hear Portland Bain and I think, okay, bathtub. But for me, it's just a bar of soap and some shampoo. Well, but there's more to that than – so you want to tell us what your product line would, would – Well, before you go into that, you're right. I mean it's one of those things where even when I came in, it was more of a – you think about like a women's place. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with everything for women, right? I've been there a couple of times, and, and actually a product that I bought that I'm going to gift you for, for Christmas or on your <laughs> birthday is your uh, the famous uh, – was it Poopery or oh, Poopery? Yeah, yes. we bought that as well. Yes. So I'm going <laughs> to buy you the industrial size. Yeah. The, um, the best wedding gift you can give yeah. someone. Yeah. <laughs> the I, gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. <laughs> so I got that, and then I got the um, – uh, my kids, uh, uh, custom uh, bar soap. Mm-hmm. So that was – for them, it was, um, it was like the best thing, man, like just you know being able to wash their hands with this custom soap. But again, you're right. You don't think about other products for other – people family wise um but yeah i mean t- i guess is there anything that like it's flying off the shelves that are not for women <laughs> well the spray for the toilets have for been an amazing it's been an amazing <laughs> ride for at least going on over six years now um and and that wasn't something that i actually even knew about it was a customer who called me one day and asked me if i oh, carried wow. it and I thought it was uh, the flowery potpourri that you yeah. put in a bowl for <laughs> holiday, you know. And I told her, ma'am, that's really dated. Nobody buys that product anymore. <laughs> and then she said, oh, no, no, ma'am, that's, that's not what it is. It's a spray for the toilet. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. So I finally hung up with her and and looked it up and then called the company, got a sample. And crazy enough, I didn't ever take her name. And it was so bad for marketing for your yeah, own yeah. business. You don't even take the person's name down that's asking you for something. And I ended up getting – I did a very small order because for me, I've never really gone really big into anything until I know how it's going to work in my store. And so I, I think I ordered like six dozen was a minimum order. And I got them in the store and boom, just day one, wow. they started flying out. And yeah. then about – Two weeks later, the lady called me back on the phone. No she said, ma'am, did you ever look into that spray for the toilet? And I said, oh, my God, ma'am, I got a good six dozen, and they're just blowing out of here like a breeze. Everyone's you know, pooping. And every everyone's pooping, and they're all happy now, you know. So she came. She goes, save me three bottles. I'll be right down. So she's been my customer ever since. And, nice. you know, it's something to, to tell you the truth and not to dwell on this too much. 
But 22 years ago, nobody would ever come in my store and ask me for any product that would make their bathroom smell good yeah. you know and or, or you'd always know if they were looking for matches or a candle yeah. you know and i did have one gentleman one year said you have to get this candle in a really large size because it's the only thing that works in my bathroom and so i laughed because i mean i stood there with my jaw draw open yeah. because nobody would ever say that yeah. and it was kind of like i turned almost red i'm like <laughs> You didn't just say that. He goes, well, what? It's normal. Everybody yeah, does it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. well, it is, but it's not something people normally come in to ask That's me true. for. So, But now it's like number one topic of discussion. Nice. And everybody comes in and talks about it, and they talk about how well it works. And, you know, I've only offended one one person in the seven years I've been selling it, and the guy just couldn't take the conversation too oh. much, so he, yeah, he ended up leaving. But Tell him, spray this and see what yeah, it's Yeah, I mean, like. I, I felt like just giving him a bottle, try it, and then come back and you, you tell me what you think. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. It's a, it's a great product. It had a – I thought it was going to have a life capacity, you know, yeah. a few years. But now it, the unfortunate part is that the company has gone – and sold Big. it out, and they've sold out to Target and Bed Bath and Beyond, and you can find it um, in a, in quite a few places now. Even in Uptown Whittier, more than one of us have it. Um, but it's okay, you know. I have my customers; they buy it from me. If you want to go to Target, you can buy it there. If you want to go to Bed Bath and Beyond, you know, I see you don't want to come all the way, you know, ten miles into Whittier. It's great. Yeah. But I, I sell through that product every month, so I'm, nice. it's, it's an amazing – yeah, it's yeah. an amazing – amazing. I offer – for wedding gifts, for bridal shower, uh, travel, uh, large groups, uh, yachts, anything that you're on in a small <laughs> Any, anywhere, environment, you need to poop. <laughs> and you need to poop, you got to go. It's, it's you know, talking about weddings, I, I want to thank you. The, the, the wedding gift you gave us, I don't think I wanted to use it. For about three, four months until we ran out of soap. So it was a custom. Uh, custom it was soap? it was a custom soap, yeah, and it was and a bride soap. and groom, and they were attached. And it was one soap, and then you kind of separate it. The husband and wife are. I don't, I don't even know if I'm explaining <laughs> it right, but as we started using it, <laughs> we stopped using it for a couple weeks. I'm like, but it's gonna like disappear because it's soap. Yeah, yeah. So we put yeah. it to the side, and I didn't use it. And then we needed soap again, and so I used it. But it was really. Nice. It was really soft. I don't know what. Yeah, it's a glycerin, okay. uh, vegetable glycerin base. And the company that makes that soap is Primal Elements. And they're a local company out of Huntington Beach. Um, they're very fun people. They um, are an amazing husband and wife team. Um, they started their business in Long Beach on 2nd and Pine. They had a small retail boutique like I do. Uh, well, small uh, on, in Long Beach. And uh, they started making that soap. Uh, I think in their garage originally, and bringing it to the store, their store to sell, mm -hmm. and it started selling really well. So, uh, ri you know, that's how they started, and then they closed their business down and opened a small warehouse, and they've grown amazing. You know, in 25 years, I'm sure they've been in business more longer than I have. Um, they do a lot for handicap people, they uh, for cancer, uh, for prostate cancer, breast cancer. Um, they donate. Uh, if you buy a bar of their soap, they donate ten percent, I believe, of their oh, nice. of the uh, purchase to those cause to those organizations. Uh, so they're an amazing company. I've been selling their soap for twenty two years, um, twenty one years, I guess. Maybe the first year I didn't have it, um, and it it has never stopped selling. So it's amazing because you can cut it. It's by yeah. the slice. People like to see it being sliced and. Um, 
it just makes a nice gift yeah. like for Very that nice. if they have certain specialty things like with wedding mm-hmm. uh, they have an apple so we do that for teachers um uh, just you know they have christmas soaps so they do a whole line of christmas they have valentine's day right now so we stock those um and you know they just make a nice little gift for under ten dollars yeah so, yeah, to yeah. Treat, um, stocking stuffers too so Plus, what I like about your store is that you guys do, like, a nice uh, wrapping for yeah, – like, you guys are included the wrapping as part of the purchase. Yes. And so that's from – again, when I bought the soap, my kids were excited. Like, why oh, don't you get us, you know? Yeah, I think and gift wrapping so- has been a huge part of my business. Yeah. Um, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to make it work so it would be cost-effective too, but still to have it leave my store with that – branding Mm -hmm. so i've kept the same boxes and same type of wrapping for years and years and years and it's really funny because um i always think christmas morning all these people that shop in the store through december all these boxes that you know are floridally printed with my store label on it are getting opened right now on christmas morning and it's just a it's a wonderful feeling um, but gift wrapping has been a huge part of my business um, because I think it is. It's a one-stop shop. You shop, you find something really nice that you like, and then we'll wrap it. And even during the holidays, we buy stickers, you know, the Christmas mm-hmm. um, labels, labels mm-hmm. and we have the customers fill them out, and then we just put them on the boxes so that when they leave, they They're don't done. have to figure out yeah. what it is, who it is, and, you know, that way it makes it a lot easier for them and us, too, because when you're wrapping, everything starts to look the same, especially during the holidays, and, you know, you have to be able to tell it apart. So um, we did that about five years ago. We started doing the labels. Customers love it. They think it's, like, the, the really neatest thing that we do for them, and they just get a kick out of filling them all out, and then we stick them on the boxes for them, and they leave, and they just can leave and go home and put it under the tree. That's awesome. So, so 22 years in the area, what uh, what are some of the big changes that you like that you've seen so far in the area? Well, there's not a whole lot of change other than I think we are starting to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like there is going to be a movement now. I've been waiting myself 22 years for, for that to happen um, 22 years ago. People were saying, oh, five years, you know, wait five years and, you know, it'll happen. And I waited five years and it still didn't happen. So another five years. And so I've, I've put a lot of time into it. So I'm glad to see that it's finally going to get redeveloped and, and maybe become uh, what everybody wants uptown to be. Uh, all of the, you know, community, they they know where it was uh, at one time. And I think... I think that's kind of what we're all looking forward to, to see Uptown revitalize and um, become a destination for people to come and, and eat and shop and, and have fun and play and, and not have to leave our community to go to another community yeah. to do that. And I think we have that opportunity. I think um, with the brewery coming in, that's just a huge uh, – going to be a huge impact, I think, on Uptown. And I, and I hope that it, it, it's just – very successful with thousands and thousands of people coming through uh, uptown and and the brewery every day that'd be awesome to see the that kind of flow of traffic hit our streets um that uh, is dynamic and i think that um there's a lot of change like that i think having um uptown look uh its appearance to be much cleaner 
uh, I think that is a big plus yeah. for me to see the change of, of, of things uh, in Uptown uh, as far as the cleanliness of the of the city. Um, what what about know. the trees? I mean, they weren't as big as they are now. Do you remember back then the when trees, you first started? You like, know, it's funny because the trees uh, were put, put in, I think, like 35 years ago. And at the time, they were small trees. Yeah. So they didn't really bother too much because they were small. But when they were in there probably about 15 years, they started to block a lot of store frontage. Yeah. And I think um, they were a problem for a lot of businesses. And they didn't yeah. really realize that the type of tree they were putting in was going to grow, you know, yeah. <laughs> 50 feet high. So they've been about the same. It seems like the same height since I've been there. They've probably grown a bit, too. Uh, but they've always been way above the buildings. And, um, you know, for a while we were doing lighting in the trees. Um, the city used to light up the trees for years and years and years. And then we had our own lighting program going on. And then, again, you know, with monies and, and things like that, um, those projects went away. So yeah. I think bringing them back, bringing lighting, um, bringing um, especially lighting in the in uptown, lighting it up and, and giving it that feeling of of being a bright and um, lovely place to be um, I think that will help a lot if they can continue to try to to get more of that you mm -hmm. know I, I do my event every month the art stroll the through friends of uptown which is the nonprofit that was created through uh, the uptown association originally a few years ago and that was created when there was no redevelopment money anymore the state of california needed that money so all the redevelopments i believe at city levels were um, closed down and um, the money was was uh, mandated to the state and so um, friends of uptown was originated by uh, the association uh, direct uh, uh, executive director because at that time i think they felt that we could get money from community people um, uh, through a nonprofit, so they created um, under 5013C to do that, so we could get public funds um, to bring back to uptown to do sidewalk cleaning, to do lighting, um, and to do some of those projects that we were no longer going to be doing without city funds and Correct. city money. So when CBD or the new um, WUIA groups mm -hmm. um, started, then you know, friends really. It's there. We still are a nonprofit, um, so I'm using it right now to work with the art stroll and to do the art stroll every month, um, every second Wednesday. And hopefully, the money that I make from that, um, I'd like to put back into Uptown. So um, my idea was a mural project for the parking structure. But before you get into the mural, yeah. Can I ask, can you take us through maybe the evolution of the art stroll for those that never attended? Where kind of did it start? How long you've been doing it? And maybe where it is now? Yeah, yeah. like what it is? Sure. Um, yeah, two years ago uh, in September, I, um, you know, we did art events in Uptown Whittier when I first got here 22 years ago. We did uh, art walks two times a year. Um, so... With that said, we used to have events like that, and they kind of go away when boards change. It was part of the association. The Whittier Town Association did these art walks um, th through the board and board members um, chairing those events. 
but like new events come on and old events drop off. So when art, I guess, maybe art events like that and antique events sort of died down a little bit, the board didn't do the art event any longer in Uptown. So, you know, for quite a few years now, we haven't had anything like that. And it seems like uh, I was noticing that there were more events popping up in downtown L.A. once a month, in Brea, in La Habra, and a lot of little just different festivals that keep popping up here and there in communities. So I got just thought to myself, why can't we start something like this again, you know? And so I approached the association, but... It wasn't something at the time that they wanted to take on. So since Friends of Uptown was part, you know, we could still be a part of the board and, and maybe start up this new uh, pop-up feature. So I decided to go to my neighbors, a few people next to me, my business uh, owners, and see if they'd be interested in staying open a little later on a Wednesday night and maybe serve some hors d'oeuvres and refreshments and and start this event. So it started that way. I had, um, when I think I started, I had eight to nine businesses and maybe 11 artists. And so uh, it's been growing and growing now for two years. I I've continue to work on it every second Wednesday of the month. And we're now two years, a little over two years. And um, we have probably a couple hundred artists now. Wow. And I have um, well over 30, 40 businesses that participate. Um, we were moving it around from block to block, but now we're kind of stabilized in, in the middle of Greenleaf because we're using the grass lot uh, for some artists. And um, artists like to be together. They like to clump together in events because they tend to go to different events together, so they tend to know each other. Yeah. It seems to work better in, in, with that in, in the, that environment for them. So um, right now we're doing it inside at Sage because of the colder weather. We it's so cold to be outside yeah. in the evening because it's from five to nine. So and then weather-wise, rain and things we're not, just not sure about. So for the last couple of months, we've been doing it inside Sage. They have a huge space in there, and I had well over fifty artists in, um, in December. January was a little bit slower because of transitioning from New Year to to this year. But um, we're expecting a really good crowd on February 13th. We're having our event there again, uh, again because of the weather. Um, But I'm hoping to, you know, fill it up with artists, and I'm really hoping to get the community to come out and and check it out. Um, That's been a little struggle to get our community out here. I'm not sure if they they don't know that the art store is going on. There's only a certain amount of social media that I can do. Yeah. I uh, post it on Nextdoor. Um, I, you know, go yeah. to the meetings and I, I try to get it out there as much yeah. as possible. But um, but the but the concept is to try to to try to bring that artist a, uh, or an exhibit to a business so they could cross promote each other, right? Exactly. And hopefully, you know, draw the community. Um, essentially make it a destination event for that day, um, and it helps everybody, right? Right. And you said it's on Wednesdays, obviously. It's the second Wednesday of the month. We've kept it that way for the last two years. Yeah, the idea was to bring people to the community so that they could take advantage of our restaurants and our dining and then maybe have a bite to eat and walk around and visit the artists or vice versa, visit the artists and then have a bite to eat. 
Um, it would be lovely if I can get my businesses to cross-promote as well, mm-hmm. their artist and and the event. Uh, it would help tremendously. It's a little struggle right now for me to, to get, you know, everybody to – to put it on Instagram or Facebook, but I think that's the way it's going to build and build into one of these awesome art events like some other cities are having right now. I think it's always start small, and you Mm -hmm. have to grow, and sometimes it takes a few years to get it to become that amazing event. But I think we have enough local artists in the area. Uh, We have a beautiful art gallery on Painter. The Whittier Art Gallery has been there for its 85th year this year. They're celebrating. um, They have just received their historic designation. So um, there's something happening at the art gallery every month, and a lot of our community doesn't even know that that's going on every month at our art gallery here. Do they they participate somehow with you, or are they involved? Well, I'm on their board. Okay. So they um, want us to... Uh, reciprocate with Uptown because what happens with a gallery is that they have their events every month and a lot of people come through and what they're saying is all those people need a place to eat. So what they do is they send them to Uptown because it's the place they want people to see. And so they would like us in return to maybe put some art Hmm. and in the businesses i would like to see maybe art hanging in a business up there that would take an art like uh, the 6740 does it every month they have a person who coordinates that in their business and the art hangs on the wall for a month and you can buy it if you like uh, and or it just comes down and but it's a an opportunity for that artist to to showcase their art for a month in that business if we could get more of our businesses to do that in uptown it would be lovely because a lot of artists would do that um so that's my goal for the art gallery. My marketing goal is to go into the businesses and see if, if we could do that. And, and it's even a goal with Art Stroll is to also, you know, be able to put art in these places um, for more than a day or two. Yeah, yeah. So I'm um, considering uh, changing Art Stroll a bit, maybe going forward to do it on the Wednesday night, the second Wednesday, but to have it go through the weekend. So, in other words, we would have the artists come and set up their stuff on the Wednesday, but I would use my store as a hub, and they could set up in my store as an artist and then leave their stuff through the weekend and then baby come in and and participate as a meet and greet, yeah. uh, meet the artist. Um, we could do demonstrations. We could have um, classes. We could have paint nights and many other little things. So I'm kind of trying to figure out how to change my business around from a retail perspective because it's different now and I don't want to necessarily have to compete with my neighbors because the products are available to everybody now there's no protection anymore that I can have say the spray for the the toilet but you can't over here but so no everybody can have it so it's not a specialty retail item anymore for me and so but the artist is because you're not going to find unless they have an etsy that they're selling um, you're not going to find their art in every store up here so i want to try to create my store to be uh, more of an art collective if you will i'm trying to come up with a jazzy name for it i thought about like united artist of whittier but then i thought well i'll get in trouble with the united artist 
filmmaking, so I don't want to have any issues with that. But I would like to come up with a real fun name for artist, an artist's collective um, because the art gallery is there for them, and it's open for them to have their events, and they do monthly events, but it's not open every day. And it's not open in the evening very late. So because my store is a hub in Uptown, and it's right in the center of things, I thought it would be lovely to be able to stay open later in the evening till like 11, have um, people eat and dine, and then be able to come out after in the evening on Friday and Saturday nights when people are out late, and yeah. be able to have a gallery atmosphere, but not the gallery pricing and not the attitude that most galleries have, that they're too it's too expensive or they wouldn't allow children to come in there or it's it so i want to make it a family friendly type of collective where um even children's art would be welcome you know to have uh and then we have a number of local children that are amazing artists so um so that's my goal i think to transition my store into something like that if i can yeah um because it's very difficult now with the the products yeah. and and merchandise now being so readily available online. Are you an artist at heart, or, or where does this come from? Because when you speak about art, it just, it just seems like you're like passionate, passionate about it. Yeah. Well, you know, I am an artist at heart. Yeah. I guess I couldn't pick up a pencil and draw <laughs> a thing except for my name. <laughs> um, but I'm very creative. I put my whole store together. I do. We do all of our windows. I don't hire anybody to decorate. So everything I do, my gift wrapping, everything comes from the creative side of. Mm-hmm. of so the art side is, I guess, the creative side. Yeah. I have an eye for art, I think, um, and I think I like to help those struggling artists because they don't have enough money to play to buy a space or pay for rent in a building. Yeah. Um, this gives them a little bit of an opportunity to showcase uh, their art every month. So it's not um, it's not a specific type of art. So we do have a, a Day of the Dead event, which is amazing, and we have a, a fantastic following of that event. But those are the art artists that come to uh, Art Stroll, there are some Day of the Dead artists, but we have artists that are, you know, watercolor artists. And so where do they show... Um, because there wouldn't, it wouldn't be acceptable fitting, at a, yeah. an, an event that's specific to one type of art. So I've opened it up to all types of art. Nice. As long as it's handcrafted, handmade, you touched it, you painted it, you put it together, then I'll accept you as a, um, artist. a vendor or an artist. I just don't want the event to turn into a masquerade of Mary commercial. Kay and commercial type of products, you know. So, Realtors. Um, yeah. and- <laughs> no, so. I mean, I, I have had Rose Hills hit me up to set up, you know. So I have a submission page. The artists can go to uh, artstrolluptown.com, and they can fill out their information on our artist submission page. Um, and then we go to that, and we look. And I look to see. I go to their Etsy or I go to their Instagram. If it looks like something that uh, it's acceptable to, to the art store, then then I let them come in. I don't accept food. Uh, we don't have any food vendors. We don't have any pet type of things. You know, yeah. I've had people want to do pet grooming art things. I'm like, no, uh, <laughs> I can't have pets in restaurants. So, um, so it's only open to really artists and handcrafted vendors. And I'm really looking for more art. Yeah. I'd really like to have more artists that are painting artists. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to tap into to, to that Very right cool. now. So. 
So going back to your history here in Whittier, is, is there any stores or, or places that you still remember that are that were kind of stored at the same time you did? Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, Havana House. Okay. Um, they came in about the same time. Um, I think Melrose Vintage was already here. Bob's uh, Bob's been here a long time, and you know he's moved around a few places yeah. in uptown, but um, he's you know now in Philadelphia. I think he's pretty stable now. Yeah. But Bob's you know Melrose Vintage has has been here a long time. Um, you know Elias has been here. I mean, there's a few people still here. You know, really uh, Sage. A lot of the restaurants, Rocky Cola, um, but there's a lot of change. Is there any of those business that have come and gone that you're like, man, I wish it would have stuck around? Yeah, there are a few. I mean, our antique store that was here 30 years, I think she had a beautiful gift boutique store. Where at? Uh, Uptown Antiques. Where, where, well, it was where Legends is now. Okay. And then she was there for 30 years, and then she moved up to where California the collab was. No, oh, okay. she was in the collab building. For a while, the Marsden, um, the Marsden building, and uh, and then she got a little ill yeah. and ended having to retire. But that was a really, really awesome business, and I think the the customers, you the know, customer base was there. Yeah, her, her customer base. She had an awesome base, and I think to this day, people still ask, you know, about what happened to that store, or was this the antique store? They come into my store because oh, no I was only two doors up, yeah. and they ask me, and I'm, they go, "This store's really changed around a lot." I'm like, "No, it was never the antique store. That was always two doors down." Yeah. But that store was an awesome store. Um, you don't say it is the antique store. Try some potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> Look at our selection. Yeah, we no. changed. And she didn't carry that product, so <laughs> that was before her time. But um, well, that was after her time, rather. But um, what other business do you do you remember that was like, man, it would have been cool if still w- were around. You know, I I'm trying to think. There were a couple of shoe stores that we had that were really good. Yeah. Um, clothing stores back in the day, there were better. I mean, from from my age group, there yeah. were much better clothing stores for me. I mean, the younger generation has they've tapped into them now. But yeah. you know, back in the day, there was a couple of stores I would like to. To stay. Um, How about restaurants? Restaurants, you, you know, uh, restaurants are are because you're seeing that change. I mean, yeah, right? I'm seeing a lot of change. I mean, Datillo's was here the longest, and then yeah. became Ravello's. Um, yeah. That was kind of a shock because I I thought you know they would be here for a, for a much. They longer. are our neighbors. They, they're your neighbors. They are direct neighbors. Yeah. The the, the, the family. Yeah, and. Uh, and then let's see. Um, there was a really good Italian restaurant where, um, where, uh, no, uh, well, that one was another good Italian restaurant, but it was uh, on Philadelphia where Azabu is, hmm. and it was, and I, and I was it ta- was there a reason why there was a lot of Did Italian? We have a, uh, yeah, a lot of Italian food. Ta- really, and a lot of Mexican restaurants too. Oh, really? Yeah, we had Los Portales, where the Seta is now, uh-huh. or was not Seta anymore. It's Nixon's. Like Nixon, uh-huh. um, and then we had uh, El Patio, uh, which where was is. where Sage is, and Mr. De La Parra was thirty, forty year business there too. And then he had to retire because he, you know, he got to the point where he needed yeah. to to sell and, and move on. Um, and then it's just never stayed. It's like a business, you know, Sage, is pretty, Sage is pretty stable. Yeah, Been there I mean. a long time. Rocky Cola is very stable. Um, 
you know, I remember when Rocky Cola first came in, there were like three Rocky Colas. What know, do you there mean? Was one, uh, there was one here. There was one in uh, Montrose. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah they had three different yeah, chains. Yeah. It was a chain. Okay, okay. And uh, I, I don't know whatever happened to the other two, but yeah, uh, ours is, is still here. Um, so, you know, I think uh, Rocky Cola is, is a staple for me. Um, there's not too many. I mean, you know, yeah, the, yeah. the theater is still here. Do you, you still know? go? Do you still go and get something from Rocky Colas? Like I like, like Rocky Cola. Yeah. I like their hot dogs. You know, see, I used to go dogs. when I was a kid or uh, a teenager, uh, right at like high school and stuff yeah. like that. You know, go hang out, grab a late night. They have good thing. breakfast. You know, um, the, they do well. On the now I, I go and it's like I can't. I don't know what to get. It's like yeah, you know, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hard. It's California Grill. No, everybody likes California Grill. I mean, you know, when uh, California Grill. It was Bob's Big Boy. That's right. Originally, mm-hmm. when I moved here, yeah. and I remember we used to take the kids there all the time because it's a great place, you know, yeah, Bob's Big Boy. Yeah, yeah. And so when it closed down, um, I remember um, um, it became Bob's Place. Uh huh. And Bob, the owner, um, he, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, he, it, it was Bob's Place, and so we ended up eating there one couple of times. My husband and I, I'm like. You know, I like it. The food was good, but again, I'm like, it's it's just not it's not the same, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, we didn't know how long it would last. It was kind of yeah. like, you know, this place won't be here very long, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So when it changed to California Grill, the whole dynamic of that place changed, and it's just it it became a very staple corner restaurant. And I think they've done amazing. They they have really good food, mm-hmm. and. Um, Great service and their management is awesome. You know, they, and they're just nice people. They're just very nice yeah. people. Yeah. And very giving. So, anyways, how, how about uh, the theater? I mean, because that's been here forever. Yeah. Theater's been here forever. Do you still sneak um, in or sneak out of work I, uh, and uh, out of the store? I and, do go once in a while. Now that it has assigned seating, it's it's much easier than <laughs> yeah. waiting in line all, all afternoon. So it is a much better situation at the theater. And it's really nice, you know. It's a again, it's a small theater. Yeah. It still has some really cool things about it, you know. And, it, and it's been here a long time. Um, so yes, there are things that have come and gone. There's some things that I'd love to see developed, like that big lot that's um, the old Alpha Beta oh, parking yeah, yeah. lot. Um, you know, there were so many things that were going to be done there um, that have never happened. I would love to see. Um, either that or make it our only open space that we have and maybe put something there that we could do events because we don't really have any place here in Uptown to really have events, an open space, except for the grassy lot. And if, or we rent, you know, take a, a parking lot or yeah. something. But I really feel like there, most cities do have a place, an amphitheater, someplace where somebody can sit down and play the guitar for a couple dollars, you know, just donations. Um, and bring that feel and that vibe back because it's a good vibe um, for me. I love art and music because I think it really makes people happy. It puts them in a real happy place. Yeah. Music makes people tap their feet and, you know, uh, feel the rhythm. And and I've never had any issues in two years where people were mad or angry or came to our event and, you know, anything <laughs> – well, it's uh, inter- ugly happens, you it's know. Entertainment. So it's entertainment. I mean, it, it, you talk about a family who goes out and for the day and hang out. You want to be able to have something for the kids to, or even the adults to kind of slow your pace, right? Because uh, you could walk up and down uh, Uptown 
quickly, fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. You're missing like those in-between moments to be able to kind of slow you down and kind of take that moment and, and enjoy it, right? So. Yeah. I mean, Did do, you guys have that back then? I mean, uh, well, I like say you back said, then. We used to 20. have art walks, and we could bring people out, and we had amazing events where we had handicap artists, people that painted with their their teeth because they had no hands, or you know. So we had that level on Greenleaf, and mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful beautiful events. We had yeah. Clayleys dance studios, performances, um, um, food uh, vendors. We had our July festival nice. every year for many years before. We had a few things happen, and the event went away. So those are the kind of events that would be nice to bring back, to bring back the right way so that it could be done without any incidents and have fun. I would love to see the parade brought back at night, the Christmas parade. I think it would be amazing if we could do a parade at night. It used to happen many, many, many years ago. Uh, many years ago. Like probably. dark night or dark, like dark uh, right, night, right yes. after sunset? It, well, probably dusk too, but into the yeah. evening. You could probably ask Kathy Warner. She could probably tell you a, a lot about uptown parade events at night. Um, so I would – that's something I would be see, exciting see, to when see. When you see night parade, I'm, I automatically think about Disney's uh, electric parade, yeah. which for me, man, that was awesome. I mean, just the night parade. I mean, you know, Hollywood has their uh, their uh, holiday parade on Sunday in the evening. Um, I just think that it would be a nice uh, a nice thing to do. Just maybe once to try it again, you know, to see um, or get a consensus from the community whether they would think that that would be something to do. But I think that would be kind of fun too, and 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 more art and music type of events, uh, a music festival. I would love to see a film yeah. festival in Whittier. We have uh, we could do an international film festival and use the theater um, as a place to show the movies yeah, and yeah. use the high school as a place to do the um, award ceremonies. And I, I just think a film festival would be dynamic for us to yeah, do, yeah. you know, and something that we, again, could publish with all those banners right. on Greenleaf and the banner projects that we have going on. Like I said, Philadelphia, I would love yeah. to see more uh, event banners going up. When we're having our events a couple months, like a uh, car show, yeah. we should have car show banners up two months before, um, like we have, you know, antique fair Specific to one, show yeah. our, our events. Because it, yeah. when you're driving up and down the street, you know, you see those banners. Yeah. So I'm very thankful that the association put up some art stroll banners because they're up permanently on the banner poles. And now it's a little bit more out there that you know it's a serious event that we're trying to have every month i think we tend to forget that like because we're here so much we tend to forget that there's or we look at it from our perspective right like uh we notice things or we don't notice things um but it happens to me then i go to some like a different town or different area that's kind of similar to us and I'm like, man, that is a cool little shop, or that's a cool little, or that, like yeah. that. Like or that. as you're saying right now, you can walk to Uptown, through Uptown pretty quickly. Like, I, I'm always that same way where I'm sprinting to where I got to go and I yeah. come back. But actually to sit down and slow down and say, wow, they have this or this is yeah. a neat thing, I think we become too numb to it because yeah, there you go. we, you know, kind of take it for, for granted. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of why I want to do the mural project on the parking structure. Tell us about that. I mean, yeah. what are what well, are your ideas on that? <laughs> that uh, that is a an idea, and only because the parking structure is is really an eyesore. 
anyways, the mural project came up because of the parking structure that we have, the older parking structure on Bright. On Bright yeah. um, it is kind of an eyesore. And I've been looking at that building from my business for 22 years. Yeah. And so since the grassy lot is so lovely um, and well-maintained, it would be nice to put some kind of mural on there. And then that way maybe people could drive by, stop and take a picture, and not walk so fast up the street. Mm -hmm. And spend some time making it a focal art piece instead of an eyesore and I think that would draw more attention to it being a parking structure. Yeah, yeah. And I think we could probably make a little bit, maybe a fundraiser to raise money to fix the inside and some of the things that it desperately needs to be done to make it more worthy of using, you know, public restrooms there, Inviting, yeah. uh, parking there, period, uh, better lighting. Uh, we can muralize the inside of the parking structure, too. Yeah. I mean, you can muralize anything. Yeah. Um, and I've seen many parking structures that have uh, murals. But um, mural projects are everywhere. They're in downtown L.A. They're in Long Beach. Um, my uh, mural artist, his name is Sergio Robleto. He's an amazing muralist. Um, and he has a few ren renderings that we want to present to the city when we have our opportunity and hopefully um you know the challenge will be money obviously but if we can raise enough money um he could paint that parking structure in about 10 hours well, and it would make a huge difference i think well remo's ready to offer up pony up the money as long as he can put a little remo the logo a on little it. Yeah, if i can put <laughs> a, <laughs> 10 by 10, a 10 by 10 logo and i mean hey, 10 feet I mean, done know. I always he thought about where. yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I always thought about muralizing it with our events. You know, we have yeah. car show, put some antique cars, um, uh, the antique fair. We have you know furniture. Yeah. I mean, just throw some mural, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. To maybe some of the events that we do. Um, I don't think Sergio wants to do anything like that, but um, I always thought it'd be kind of fun to to put something yeah. like that up and show. And you're saying he can paint it in ten hours? How big of a section? Oh, the whole it? parking structure front of it. Just the front. The whole the level. We got to remember it, it. It's it's not. There's not a lot of wall. Oh, because it, there's separation between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking the whole wall is like. Yeah, God, I'm sure forever. you could probably do the whole building in in ten hours. Yeah. Wow. As a matter of fact, I I was trying to to get um, to get Mark, Bowman, Bowman, Bowman. Thank you, Mark Bowman. On his side, because yeah, yeah. his side is the raw side of the parking structure wall. Yeah. On his side of his building, it would look beautiful there. And I said, just let me know. So I'm also working with uh, Sergeant Sporting Goods. I want them to put a Dodger dugout or a um, baseball diamond on that side of the wall nice. on their side. Because, again, um, we know that when we put murals up, um, the taggers and the graffiti folks that like to destroy yeah. beautiful blank canvases generally will leave that art alone yeah. and they just really don't bother with it too yeah. much and so if we can bring more color into uptown and bring a lot more diversity with art i think it would change the whole dynamic of the way uptown looks and it would become that artsy more you know destination for art and 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 shopping and dining and staying the entire day and making it a day in uptown i'll, I'll tell you this we we definitely have a very unique area the uptown area it's one of a kind 
there's so much architecture in this in this place. Um, and with just sudden changes, you could definitely convert it into something that becomes a more of a destination. And, and the reason why I bring it up is, well, was the last week we had, uh, uh, was it CBS, uh, who came in and did some filming for a couple of days. They threw up a couple of banners. They changed a couple of names. <laughs> they added a couple more graphics to the to the to the corners, right, mm-hmm. uh, of these storefronts. And now, all of a sudden, it's a different town, right? Yeah. And uh, so, just again, there's that. There's it just takes that one eye and that creativity and the willingness to do it. Um, and obviously the funds, uh, but it could definitely become become something. So, yeah, the uh, filming is amazing, yeah. and it can bring some definitely needed money yeah. from these uh, larger organizations to come in and do yeah. uh, filming like that. And we stopped doing it for a long time um, for uh, reasons I'm not really sure I don't know. But uh, it makes sense, especially with yeah. – uh, uh, these awesome movie companies now and keeping them here in California and not having to leave and go to another place. Um, And Whittier has this beautiful, just a beautiful city to do filming in. And and you're right, so much architectural design and historic values, even some of the homes in the historic neighborhood. And so those scouts are going around and they find, you know, and then they get stuck because we they can't do anything right. here because they had this like moratorium <laughs> on filming so now it's open up again and it and it has brought well, back some great um, we'll get there great features well we had father <laughs> of the bride was filmed here yeah, originally yeah, so yeah. so um you know that brought a whole group of people when they did that so yeah. now it's a whole new generation if you will that sure. will come through and and hopefully uptown will revitalize and It'll have lights and it'll be lit up and it'll have lots of music and and uh, storefronts that and people that want to stay open, That's right. you know, really late on a Friday and Saturday night where they could stay open till ten or eleven o'clock instead of closing at seven yeah. and going home when the streets roll up. So that's what I'd like almost, to see. I think we're almost there. We're we're getting there. Yeah. So I think it'll happen in my lifetime. So I'm happy about go. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've already partially answered a couple of our. What are your questions? But we'll still ask and maybe see what what those are. So if you were going to get a sandwich somewhere, I know we talked about some of the restaurants. What are your go-to spots for maybe breakfast or lunch, either in Uptown or outside of Uptown? What's your go-to? Man, if you have to know, my go-to is Mimo's. (laughs) Nice. Because they're so close and and they do deliver. When I first got here 22 years ago they didn't deliver so yeah. i'd have to close the door and go down and <laughs> pick up my food just walk it but over if I, you know like i have a lot of go-to places because i i've been here 22 years yeah. so i have to say you know i have to change it up a little bit because yeah. you do get a little tired of the same thing over and over but um you know i love colonia like i'll if i work on thursday nights i usually order the fideo or nice. especially if it's cold or his uh, ceviche tostadas I mean, uh, I, there's a lot of go-to places. I like uh, Mr. Sandwich. You know, he has yeah. an awesome sandwich. And Mr. Sandwich has been here. Been for a long time say, too, Mr. Right? Sandwich has probably been here longer than I have, you too. You knew Mr. So, Sandwich. I, yeah. <laughs> no, I knew the original. But, uh, That's what I'm no, but they, um, yeah, they've been here a long time. And yeah. they do a really good sandwich. And they're very good to the community yeah. also. And they're very good to the um, association yeah. and to events that we have. They do a lot of donations and, and I think like that. They work. They really nice. work well with the organizations in our community. So, what about what about something that's missing here in the city? Not in up, well, 
Should we tailor it to Uptown or? Yeah, I mean, if something you would like to be brought back. Like so, right. or, no, so, something that's missing in Whittier. Like something that you say, man, like like I travel or I go out of the town for this specifically. I think they should bring something here. Wow, that's a hard one. I mean, you know, I think things are coming down the line, things that I'd like to see. I always wanted an In-N-Out burger. We never got an In-N-Out, but I think we're going to get on one Greenleaf? now. <laughs> well, on Greenleaf would be nice, but any close proximities yeah. of having to go to Topeka or, yeah. you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not into real big box. I have to go to those stores because, Small, yeah. you know, there's really nothing else. But um, I would like to see some awesome retail for clothing stores uh, for not just the younger generation, but we don't have any men's clothing stores either. Yeah. Hardly. We had one and, and yeah. we had one years ago It on Greenleaf. It did, left. We just had one. It's not here anymore. Yeah. I, I, I think that's missing. We don't have any children's stores. stores There's yeah. no children's clothing stores. There's no children's shoes. Yeah. If you want to buy shoes for your kids, you have to go to big box or yeah. um, outside of uptown. Yeah. Um, unless you, you know, can find somebody that sells, you know, maybe baby shoes or something. But for for that, I'd like to see some more retail. Um, I love the restaurants and I love the barbers and I love the salons <laughs> and the nail salons. But it's pretty saturated at this point yeah. with a lot of that. And, and don't get me wrong, we need all of that. But we need retail, too. Yeah. And it can't go away. It's got to stay. It can't just be a thing of the past and online is going to be everything in the future. I think people are still going to want a place to go and still touch it and smell it and, and wrap it yeah. and, and take it as a gift. So last-minute so gifts, yeah. I hope that retail will not be a thing that goes away, you know, eventually. Yeah. And, um, but I don't know, you know, that's yeah. not for me. I, I'm not sure what's going to happen 10 years from now and whether, how the state of things will change, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, it's so different now, right? We're going to have drones delivering packages to your front door and, yeah. and ringing the bell. I'm sure it'll be able to push the button, you know. We're going to have so. a drone stealing my, my package from the other drone. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So drone fights. Yes. Oh, yeah. so. Maryland, um, how, do, how do people reach or uh, um, follow you, follow your business or the and art where is, stroll? And where is the physical location of your, of your, um, my business? Of your business? Okay, well, my business is located in the heart of Uptown Whittier at 6721 Greenleaf Avenue. Uh, Poor LeBane is the name of the store. And um, social media. Or social media. I have my uh, Facebook page. I no longer have a website because I don't really think I need one. I probably do, but I don't think I need one. Um, Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram. Uh, Art Stroll, the same thing. We have a Facebook page at artstrolluptown.com for the uh, website. And for the uh, Instagram, it's artstrolluptown. So um, yeah, follow us on that. If you're an artist, come and sign up and and get involved because it's our only opportunity to to showcase um, something like that every month. And you know, they, so we if, can grow. If they want to reach out to you, can they reach out to you directly at your store? Absolutely. If they're an artist, yeah, absolutely. I uh, have a sign out in front of the store. It's a um, an easy up that I um, have a banner every day and have people walk by and they come in and. Ask me about it. Um, I have flyers. Um, 
So if they are interested, they just go to the website. We have an artist submission page. I do have the criteria. It has to be handcrafted, hand-painted, handmade by yourself um, or a group of people that you're working with if, if that's what you're doing, a fundraiser type of thing, and you're doing art. Um, but that's what it's acceptable. So we'll look at your work, and if we accept it, then we'll send you the link uh, for you to make the payment to come and participate. And then we'll set you up in a spot either outside on in, in front of a business or if inside once we get a larger place that we can start yeah. uh, moving things around like pop-ups. Um, yeah. They're very uh, fun. Okay. And uh, they work really well. So Very cool. Uh, I'd love to start doing more pop-up events in different locations in Uptown Thanks. when we get the chance. Marilyn, like thank the brewery you. when it opens. That's right. <laughs> Marilyn, thank you for thank coming you so on. Much. You're We're welcome. definitely going to have to bring you back on because uh, once you get the uh, art show going even bigger and then this mural pops up, then we'll have to bring you back to explain what else you've been doing. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Thank, thank you for awesome. having me. Thank, thank you, you again. Thank you. All right, Whittier. Bye, Whittier. We'll see you later.